is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Hello everybody, Pastor Adam here, back on a Wednesday for the devotional today. Um, as you noticed, I put a little pop filter on here. I, I was looking, this is one I've had, uh, I wanted a little tiny one to go over there so it doesn't look as big, and so I might look a little strange, but I want to see how it sounds. If I could, Because I'm not in love with the sound that I've been having on the podcast. I'm always trying to improve, make it sound better, yet I don't have the thousands of dollars that other popular podcasters do. So we make do with what we have. It's what I do. Try to elevate what I have to make it work. So if you're distracted by this, if you're watching it, I apologize. But in the in the end, whatever. Right? If you're listening uh, on Apple or Spotify or all the other different, um, what other ones am I on? I don't remember. I'm on all of them. Anyways, if you're listening there, you won't even notice. Hopefully, maybe you'll notice. You'll be like, this sounds amazing, Pastor Adam. And I'll say, thank you. Just trying to do better. But anyways, let's get into this. Okay, so I have something that I find very interesting to talk about. And I know you guys are like, oh, it's about time you had something interesting to say. And I'm like, stop being mean. Don't be a jerk. Anyways, I was perusing through Instagram the other day, and I came across this clip of Burt Kreischer and Louis C.K. Now, if you don't know who they are, they are famous comedians. Um, I find them both super funny, uh, hilarious. Um, although, if you're not aware of them, and then you go to listen to them and find them, I just want to let you know uh, their stand-up, they work blue, which means they swear a lot. They're still funny, but that was my little disclaimer. Um, so the context of this is uh, they're on a podcast. Um, Bert is usually on, uh, They have he has a podcast with a guy named Tom Segura. It's called Two Bears, One Cave. Tom Segura, also hilarious comedian. Um, but this week, or this episode that I found... Um, there was no Tom Segura, so it was just Bert and Louis C.K. Um, and here's the really interesting part. I'm going to play you a clip of this co- podcast where they're talking about wanting to accept Jesus. So here's the video. I'm looking for something. You are? Yeah. Well, how do you mean that? Like, I would love to find Christ. Yeah. I would love that. Would you pay if they for could what? do a procedure? Where to they make s- me religious? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. For real? Yeah, I don't. I have no problem not having a faith. So, what, what do you think happens when you die? Uh, nothing. I mean, nothing. You you'd return to oblivion. <laughs> I, just to, had, I just had a little bit of a panic attack. Yeah, it's an upsetting thought because you can't. But it's incredible. You just it's a tr- it's a trip. You get it. You get a shot at it. You get to borrow it. So, but you're th- part of something that's always been here. There's never. There's no. You're part of the first living thing. Led to you. And me, and what's her name, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> we all came from the same thing. So my initial 
reaction was, was I was pretty excited that this conversation happened. I, I was like, good. Um, I was happy that I heard this interaction. Like, like a lot of comedians and musicians and actors uh, that I'm a fan of, there's a lot of them that are staunch non-believers. And sometimes when I'm thinking about it in prayer, I pray for them, the people that I want to come to Christ, that I don't even know that I'm just a fan of their work, their artistic abilities, all that kind of stuff. It's not all the time because most of the time I'm focused on my inner circle, my family, my friends, the church, that kind of thing. But I try to pray for all sorts of things. And sometimes it's these famous comedians, actors, musicians, all that kind of stuff. Um, but here's the, the exciting part to me about this video clip is that Bert Kreischer has a want to know Christ. And the fact that he wants to accept Jesus speaks volumes. So that means God is already drawing him to Jesus. Because remember in John 6, it says this, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. I was talking to Pastor Tommy about this too, and um, he, he, was, he was like, I'm glad you came up with that uh, verse because a lot of people kind of gloss over that. They don't really think about it. People think that they're, they have all the time in the world to form a relationship with Jesus, to accept him. And they can even do it on their deathbed. But if we read the scripture, that isn't always the case. We have to be drawn in by the Father to accept Jesus. So it's, he needs to draw us. We can't just decide, oh, I'm going to live however I want to live. And on the last day, then I'll accept Jesus and then I'll be in. It, it doesn't really work like that. We always hope it does. Because we don't know what happens in those last moments of someone's life. If they feel uh, the presence of God, we don't know what happens because we haven't been there, right? We hope that someone that we've been praying for our entire lives, that we want to come to Jesus, maybe at that last moment, Jesus will appear to him and he will accept him. That's the hope. That's the prayer. But I don't know. Maybe it doesn't happen for everybody. Because that scripture says you have to be drawn in by the Father. So with, with Bert, if God is already drawing him to Jesus, which it sounds like he is, then he already has a little bit of faith which God has imparted in him. Now, to me, just listening to that, it, it seems like Bert maybe, probably, I don't know, he, maybe he's investigated Jesus in the past and maybe gotten to a point where he can't seem to accept it, which is why he pretty much says that he wishes there was some sort of procedure to kind of implant that faith in him. Um, which also leads me to believe that maybe he thinks Christianity seems maybe a little too much, a little too crazy, a little too out there to consider. And I've heard many people say they can't take Christianity seriously because um, they can't believe that there's some invisible guy in the clouds watching and judging us. Now, that was always, whenever somebody says that, it's usually in a condescending manner. And you're just like, come on. Um, but I know a lot of people don't accept stories in the Bible. They can't wrap their mind around uh, stories like Jonah and the whale or the fish, whatever. They can't accept that uh, God called someone to do something and he refused. So he had a sea creature swallow him up and spit him on the shore where he wanted to go. They don't believe Moses could have parted the sea. Uh, they don't believe that um, Jesus could have fed 5,000 people with a few loaves of bread and some fish. They don't believe... Uh, there could be a talking donkey. 
They don't believe anyone could come back from the dead. They don't believe people could have lived for hundreds of years. And to them, it seems far-fetched. And guess what? I get it. From an outsider's opinion, I, I totally understand. Some of these stories are like, what? Did that just happen? But then I also can think you, the world, the non-believers, uh, believe that all the creatures, the plants, the humans, the world we live in, everything we see, smell, feel, and experience came from nothing. Nothing formed all of this. Now, that actually seems more far-fetched than any story in the Bible. But that's exactly what Louis C.K. says. When we die, we return to oblivion. But here's something that I found also very interesting. Because oblivion, that word that he used, doesn't mean what he thinks it does. Check this out. What is the definition of oblivion? And here it is. So on Google, it said the state of being unaware or unconscious of what is happening. Okay. Unaware. Remember that word? Unaware. Unconscious of what is happening. Then I was like, I just, I'm not going to take uh, Google's um, definition as gospel, right? So I went to Merriam-Webster's and looked that up. And there's two different definitions of oblivion. The first one is the fact or condition of not remembering a state marked by lack of awareness or consciousness. And the second one, the condition or state of being forgotten or unknown. So they're, they're very similar. Oblivion, the words that we unaware, unconscious, not remembering, lack of awareness, unknown. Those are all things in that describe oblivion. So what he's really saying is that if we're to take the world, to take the word oblivion and its meaning, he doesn't actually know what happens. He's saying we go to nothing, but in that word oblivion, it's the unknown. We don't know. Now, that is 100% the, the case for him. He doesn't know. Because, but he, he says when, when we go to nothing, or so if nothing happens when you die, like Louis C.K. says, and it's just this is just this life is just a trip, or you get a shot at it, like he says, or you get to borrow it before returning to oblivion or nothingness. I mean, this is a quote directly from Louis C.K. Then why is it an upsetting thought? It shouldn't be, because Louis C.K. agrees it's an upsetting thought, and and you see Bert's reaction to Louis's explanation. Um, he is, it, it makes sense to me because he is, like, you could see it. He is physically and emotionally kind of uncomfortable. And he even takes a deep breath and he says that he's having like a mini panic attack, thinking about nothing happening when you die. Biblically, if we were to, to look at the Bible, we are made in the image of our creator. And then there's an innate built-in feeling or some sort of longing to know God, to know that we have a purpose. So look at it like this. Um, in the Alpha Course, which is a, 
which is a course that I took that I ended up coming to, to faith through. And if you don't know about Alpha, you've never experienced it, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, but what what I would say Alpha is, is a tool that God used, he used to bring me to faith and he uses to bring lots of people to faith. But the very first session of Alpha is called, Is There More to Life Than This? Many people ask that question every day. They look, they search, they investigate, they long for something that's going to make their lives complete. And these people that are looking and searching range everywhere from, from the poor, the homeless, the persecuted, the sick, all the way to the wealthy, the powerful, the rich, the famous. When we try to find that thing to make us happy outside of Jesus, we always end up failing. And, it, and that's not just in the world. It, that's written about in the Bible from King Solomon. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon talks about how he looked everywhere for happiness, for purpose, for meaning. And, and what was his conclusion? Wealth, power, pleasure, knowledge, struggle, turmoil, family, pretty much everything is meaningless. Why? Well, in reading through Ecclesiastes and doing some study and looking at a commentary by Charles Stanley, Charles Stanley said this, How many throughout history have conquered vast territories, built great works, written brilliant literature, earned immense riches, or won worldwide fame, only to end up hating life? Without God, life can't help but disappoint. Now, if you don't know anything about King Solomon, he was the richest, wisest person to walk the earth outside of Jesus. Well, Jesus wasn't rich. He, uh, that was kind of the opposite of what he was trying to do. But Solomon was wise. He was rich. He had like thousands of wives and concubines, and he did whatever he want. He was looking for happiness everywhere, and he found nothing outside of God. Now, I was teaching the youth the other day, the youth group, on the Bible. And I was throwing out all sorts of fun facts about the Bible, such as how it's the most popular book ever. How it's the best-selling book every year. Um, that it's been translated into 2,400 languages, and right now it's being translated into another 1,500. I threw out all these fun facts about the Bible just to kind of hook them, get them interested in it. And like this was a whole message that we talked uh, about and um, I ended this whole Bible message about this. I ended with the whole point of the Bible is for God to reveal Himself to us and allow us relationship with Him. We were created to worship Him. We were created to live with Him. We were created to share the good news of Jesus. And the fact of the matter here with Bert Kreischer and Louis C.K. is this. God is calling Bert Kreischer to Jesus. And Louis C.K. is kind of like the world trying to impart its own ideology, even though it is factually baseless on others. So it's the world trying to say, no, this is the way, when God is telling us this is the way. Bert needs to take a step of faith and surrender to the Father in order to find that true meaning, 
to find true happiness, to find comfort and peace in this life and eventually in the afterlife. And it comes down to who he, talking about Bert, is going to listen to. Is it going to be that his inner self, that feeling that Christ is the way, or to his friend's point of view who scoff at the notion that there's something better, something great, someone who created every, everything in it, someone who provides eternal life. And I hope he chooses, I hope and I pray that he chooses Christ. And I think that this is something that a lot of people face. They have friends or family members that think that Christianity is ridiculous and they try to impart their ideology on the person who is open and looking for that relationship with Christ. And that's sad. But as we read in that scripture, God can call us into him. And that's what we have to pray for, for those people. So that's what I have today. Hopefully you got something out of it. If you did, please like, share, forward to a friend, family, neighbor, stranger, enemy, who knows. Hope you have a great week. See you next time.